the yep. best drug for track stars and cross country is probably using CBD. Calm yep. himself down. Now cold body douses. Jesus. <laughs> like after a long run. Hey, I do CBD. If that's if that's you said you did some you did one earlier today, right? You did a CBD. Yeah, I did like a quick five minute CBD. <laughs> cold body dousel. CBD feels like the right thing for a whole team to do after a long day, after a long workout. Mm. Just like do a collective CBD. Team, in the team locker room. shower. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah, team, team shower. <laughs> Welcome to Footy Fellas, coming at you from Chicago and Minnesota. We're going to be talking soccer, we're going to be talking life, playing games, playing mind games. We got a little something for you. This week's episode is brought to you by the Mental Motivator Fitness app. If you haven't yet, throw us a follow on Instagram at footyfellaspod, F-O-O-T-Y, fellaspod on Instagram. Premier League's back. We're going for runs. Icy's going for runs. We're making a run at podcast of the year yep quite quite frankly by this point yep and things are just things are firing right now a lot going on a lot going on guys there's a lot going on i'm i'm thrilled to have the premier league back and i'll give us a quick quick update on, on where things stand there um but I, my life has a new purpose I, I hope you guys have found yours too definitely usually it takes us longer to get to the kind of meditation <laughs> advice and guidance route on this pod but today we're just starting it off i jones has found his purpose you, you we find, you you find the meaning of life you know in in waking up a little bit earlier on saturdays to watch football lying in bed at 6 a.m right. going oh come on come on up the villa that's such a bad touch oh touch of a baby elephant have you guys not adopted a british accent yet or is that just me that's just me all right. Just you, man. A uh, couple of couple of thrilling goals. I know you'll get into more details, but a couple of bangers and mash, uh, at least yesterday, Chilwell on Leicester and Dawson, the defender with a, a bike, a neat little bike in the same game. That was pretty, uh, pretty exciting way to come back. You know, and that all kind of, I felt like the first game of the comeback with, uh, uh, who was it, with Sheffield and... Um, that other team, Ashton Villa, oh. and it was just a nice, nice, neat little zero-zero, very boring. Kind of set the tone in some ways for like how some of these games would come back. You're, you're, you're realizing the impact of the crowd is necessary, but um, that said, I think those bangers. I feel like as a United fan, the Tottenham United game wasn't great, but it also like kind of felt like on par for what a Jose Mourinho game would be like. Arsenal's crumbling. Uh, Liverpool, we, I should, we should qualify, right? I see that you know Liverpool hasn't uh, played yet, so yes. it could be a massive headline. Everton destroys them five zero. Liverpool's yeah, in Liverpool. your dreams, in your dreams. <laughs> I'm looking for a three nil dub for Liverpool for the good guys, the Reds. It's got the icy stamp on it. Three nil prediction. Three nil. They're just feeling good. Klopp's ready. Klopp's been—they've been having a great time. Dude, Klopp just runs the the locker room like a 
a loving grandfather. All right, boys, get out there. <laughs> I just gave you extra Christmas presents. <laughs> get out there and they're all hard candy. So <laughs> yeah, stale, stale hard candy. <laughs> You definitely got a ton ton of stories that he makes them just kind of sit there. And some of them, they're good. You know, some of Graham's stories are good. And some are like, we've heard this five times already. Jurgen, He's got, he's got like a lingering smell that you're not really sure where it's from. <laughs> Could be that you don't trust him driving that much. Like he, he says he gets around, but you're, you're a little, you're, you, you see how thick those glasses are. You, you don't think he could be on the roads. Yeah. The looking forward to the game. I'll tell you what, the group chats just get a bit more excited when it comes to the Premier League, at least for myself and, yeah. and Jones. I know, you know, but all of us, at least the ones we're in, they, they heat up. Bundesliga, soccer's back. We're excited, whatever. But Premier League's back, both because everyone's just more hardcore fans of Premier League teams and also just more excitement, more games, seemingly more important games for the, the, game, the leagues that we follow. The group chats just heat up. A lot more, a lot more hot takes, frustrations, especially for Arsenal fans. Mm-hmm. A lot of banter. A lot, lot of banter. A lot, a lot of banter. A lot of uh, a lot of friendships are caught, called in question again, and that's yeah. what you need to keep them on toes. Um, you guys ever have a local spot that you'd go to to watch games? Either today, when you were younger. I know we're in cities, but I never really had like a local pub type situation where you'd go and watch the game with other fans, not just your, you know, your friends who you're texting with, or maybe with your, your friends, but not just at home, like a local spot that you would routinely go to join with other fans of your, the club you support and watch that either of you ever have that. Yeah. Um, for everyone who doesn't know this, I'm a fairly new Liverpool fan. I know, I know throw the hatred at me now for about two years. I've been a fan, but the Brits has, in, in Minneapolis, in downtown Minneapolis, a place called Brits. They are a Liverpool supporters bar. And so during game during game weeks, it's it's a blast to go. Tons of people show up, all wearing Liverpool gear. Everyone gets gets wild. So that's been fun. I've gone to about two or three of those. I'm glad you brought it up because I, I looked up in Minneapolis if there was a Liverpool's bar, Liverpool bar and it said Brits pub. So I'm glad that that's that's true. If anyone else looks that up online and is trying to find a, a Liverpool game, they are going to the right spot. Yeah, it's a great spot. I can't say for United, but my life is always, I'm not a huge bar dude when it comes to these games, unless I myself have a crew I'm, I'm mobbing with. Um, but but even then, it's it's pretty low motivation to go because, you know, if the game turns out to be less in, enticing, which with United the past, you know, seven years is a very likely case, uh, it's not worth it and spending money and all that good stuff. So my, my, my life has been centered around a nice purple chair and sitting there and watching a game um, when I can, but um, you know, when the team, which always optimistic is on the come around, you know, I might, I might venture out and show my face in public, uh, celebrate a little bit more. Yeah. There was nothing like when the national teams, the men's national team and the women's national team were making runs in world cups and everyone was going to large outdoor venues and, you know, bars, pubs, just to watch watch games with other people because we don't yet have that same culture around the Premier League, at least at that that magnitude. We miss that. But I feel like that's what most games are like in England when you're in the area of the club you support and everyone's going to the bar for every game. Yeah. Yep. So we're, we're kind of missing that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, in the U.S., you would you would think maybe football is a closer a 
approximation to what that vibe is like. Um, but even then, I think the U.S. perhaps suffers. You can look at you can positive or negative, but suffers that we have so many other sports that it somewhat dilutes how many people actually are diehard football fans and are getting out. Yes, Sunday is reserved for football in America, a hundred percent. But I don't think it's as ubiquitous that all bars are necessarily packed. Though definitely, if there's any sport where there are, it's got to be football. It's probably the closest thing we have. Just thinking of Durkin's down the street, old Pittsburgh bar. You know it's popping whenever they have a game going on. Kick it to Jones quickly for our last week today, running through major headlines you need to know in soccer around the world. Uh, I think the the most important thing to you Americans is they do make up, what, what is it, roughly, uh, I think it's 51% of our followers are Americans. Everyone else is. It's a very international crew. U.S. sports leagues are starting up. Um, at least with a lot of preseason work. And, and a lot of those camps are in Florida. So, um, you know, be it a tournament or, or a proper little league, um, NHL, Major League Baseball, and WSL and MLS are all testing players in, in preparation and are finding that a lot of them, as well as the people working in the training facilities, are testing positive for COVID. Um, I think we were talking on the side about this last week. And Icy was was of the mindset that, you know what, he, he kind of doubts that um, a lot of these leagues and tournaments will actually start up again. And um, frankly, you know, it's it's I wouldn't be surprised either. It's looking like um, a lot of clubs are accepting the reality that they cannot make they cannot eliminate covid from their teams and players. And they're trying to find ways where they can mitigate how much their players are getting actually exposed to these things. Um, not not being completely um, uh, purist in, in how many people are actually do get infected. Um, they anticipate leagues to stay open, but they're thinking their regulations are going to have to be fluid if they're going to maintain that expectation. Um, otherwise, the main, main headline that we, we super care about on this pod is the Premier League is indeed back um, and is absolutely dominating headlines. I think the the first thing that that's kind of coming to the forefront with <clears throat> um, any literal game is the support of the Black Lives Matter movement, as well as the NHS support um, uh, in response to COVID in the UK. Um, so all jerseys on the back, you have Black Lives Matter written in place of where the name would be. And on the front, you have a uh, Black Lives Matter patch um, next to an NHS support patch as well. Um, and at the beginning of the game, players... Uh, ref blows the whistle and instead of starting the game all players take a knee um and a moment of silence um uh, in respect to the black lives matter movement it's very moving very impressive um and a demonstration of what i think we are going to see throughout leagues in the world um other couple quick headlights uh, headlines from the premier league um one is arsenal is crumbling so so bad um Injuries are, are plaguing the team and they're dropping points left and right. Uh, not looking good. Um, they, for example, will not be included in my next point, which is that there is clearly a race for the Champions League places. Uh, Leicester appears decently set, but um, uh, no one's really safe up there. It's looking like a tight race between Chelsea, United, Wolves, Sheffield, Tottenham, and Palace. No Arsenal. Those guys are not going to be challenging. Um, and they're all separated by six points. And then at the bottom of the prem uh, for relegation, you have a tight battle going on between 16 and 19 spots um, with Watford, West Ham, Bournemouth, and Ashton Villa all within uh, three points of one another. Um, 
all of these things can change week to week. It's looking pretty precarious for anyone to not be Liverpool. Um, so uh, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens as we move on in the next couple of weeks. Um, a bit of an exciting news too, as we pivot, uh, Footy Fellows has been given media credentials. Um, we are now an official media conglomerate. And as such, uh, Sky Sports has allowed us to go to one of the games. We don't get to choose because we don't have that much kind of weight um, and uh, capture highlights from the game. So uh, we were able to shoot um, our sideline reporter, Max Winter, over to the second half of the Wolves versus West Ham game. Now, keep in mind, the uh, there is no crowd, so he had to be pretty quiet as he as he caught some of the highlights. But um, here, take a, take a listen in and, and hear what his experience was like. Hey, thank you, Jones. I appreciate that. Coming here live from the Wolves West Ham game. Can't uh, can you guys hear anything? No, yeah. There's no. Uh, there's not much crowd. No crowd here, so it's a uh, pretty quiet. I'm trying not to to interrupt the players as they play. But okay, second half highlights here. Um, so far, so good. We're in about the uh, 85th minute now, and it is uh, 2-0. Uh, Wolves just scored again. Pedro Neto had a wonderful shot here as a volley. Uh, left foot rip right past the goalie. Um, Adame Traore, I uh, hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, is playing fantastic. He's having a hell of a game. He is a standout today. Uh, definitely big, big news coming out of this game. He actually assisted the first goal to Raul Jimenez. Great for the fantasy team. Absolutely love to see it. I have both of them on my squad. Um, Raul Jimenez, that's I think his 12th or 14th goal in the EPL this year. He's having a standout year as well. Great player, great forward. The Wolves are the most exciting team uh, of the day. I think uh, since EPL's return, they've been the most exciting team to watch. Back to you, Jones. Thank you, Max Winter, for that update on Wolves West Ham. We're going to head to our first ad break. Thank our sponsors who make this possible, quite honestly. And we'll be back with our main topic, which is actually a wheel of questions from all of you, our FOFs. Be right back. Just launching this month comes the innovative, revolutionary fitness app that nobody is talking about, the Mental Motivator. Simply download it from the App Store to your mobile device and start working out. The app is super simple to use. Simply open it, select one of the three options to choose from. Angry Kid Appropriate, Angry for Adults Clean Version, and I Need to Talk to a Manager, Karen Level Angry. All the app does is yell at you for as long as you're working out. Sometimes music doesn't cut it. You need an angry voice to propel you to the next level. There are thousands of angry voice actors to choose from in over 75 languages. Get pumping now. As an added gift, if you use promo code FOFFS, F-O-F-F-S, on our website, we will give you a drone 50% off to provide you with unparalleled running motivation. With patented technology, the drone will follow you with an amplified megaphone and yell angry things at you while you run. Get it today. I can I can attest I've actually tried it out. Um, I, I wasn't finding the proper energy I needed uh, without having the gym space or, or my trainer, which I absolutely have. Um, so I, I bought I bought into this this app and um, I'll give you my secret. I tune into Angry Karen. But then, you know, remember how languages there are? I, I put her in German. If you ever had an angry Karen yelling at you in German, it's it's like an assault on your... Ooh, that's your, good. 
on your person. Um, so that, that gets me getting the extra crunches. That's a cheat code. I don't think, I don't think that's allowed in, um, you know, if you become a professional runner and, and do some, some big races, I think that's against the rules. That's how, that's how much it helps. Have either of you paid for the mental motivator plus package that actually gets you angry birds as well to shout at you or no? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. That was actually a fun project. Yeah. Quick. I should tell everyone I'm a huge donor. I'm a big investor in this company. Um, I was ground floor investor. So yeah, I have it all. You, you actually helped out with some of the drone creation as well, right? Absolutely. I'm also a voice actor for about 10 languages. Yep. I didn't know you knew Thai. That was the, I was, I was flipping through that. I was like, that's a Midwestern that accent. Yeah. Walk. Yeah. Explaining. You know, you know, when we sell a lot in, uh, to our Thai, Thai, uh, distributors, you know, I don't think people really love my voice acting bit. You know, there, there are several Thai voice actors to choose from, but Hey, I'm there. I, I'm, I'm available to choose. You can, you can look if you want some, some, some poorly, <laughs> some poor anger, <laughs> You know where I'm saying. You know, it's it's you get what you get. I made I made a little bit of money. You know, they didn't have when we were a startup. I had to do what I could. So I don't think it's a problem that all of our ads are from companies that we invest in. I don't think that's a bad thing. But I also don't know if it's not. Yeah. If it isn't, don't let us not invest in your company. Right. That's what we have to say. Stop to that. being such good products. That's yeah. not on us. That's on the products for being too darn tempting. Right. We're going to head into our main topic, our wheel of questions, if you will. We posed the question to our Instagram followers saying, what do you want to hear us talk about this week? What should our mini questions that you need answers to desperately, what should those be? And we got some pretty great submissions. So going to walk through these. I'll just kind of throw them out there. Either of you can, can jump at them, leap at them, and we'll quickly in a minute or two kind of run down this list and answer some pretty important questions that are on our FOF's minds. First question, will Jaden Sancho be a bust? Answer, uh, uh, it's all relative. <clears throat> Jumping in here as the United guy here. Um, uh, my, my two cents on the Jaden Sancho experience. One, okay, uh, uh, I, think, I think people put the expectation, I think it's always easier to say a person will flop than to say that they will be a success. Um, uh, you know, if they prove to be successful, then okay. Like you don't look as bad, but if you say that's successful and they, they, they flop, then you sound like you really are pretty poor at, at, at judging and getting a team hyped up. You don't know how to put team team together. The thing with Sancho, my submission here, strictly from the United perspective is if he does go to United, um, well, let me back up objectively. He's great. You know, he has stats that are, um, similar to De Bruyne in his time in, at Werder Bremen, or excuse me, at, uh, at Wolfsburg in Germany. Um, he's got, you know, nearly what it's like 16 and 16 goals and assists in a season. He's probably going to be golden boy of the year. He's got to be up there. Um, it, like he's doing things at his age that we have gotten, uh, desensitized to what my expectation is for if he were to likely go to United is people say, if you go there, especially you can be a flop. My perspective is um, uh, United previously had had people come into the system that did not work. And, it, and, and, and that was because the system that existed there was flawed and crumbling and decaying. Um, they've gotten a lot of those, those pieces out. They've rebuilt it. And the last recent signing, I mean, Juan Basaka, Danny James, Harry Maguire, Bruno Fernandez, 
all of them have been net positive results. Some of them have been extremely great. Um, and that is not just because they fit well in the system, but because the system now is making sense. I think the one thing United was missing this weekend, and you just you, you put this question out there, and I'm just gonna You're flip just it and run completely with it, the United route. Is uh, is if you um, if you looked at the game, the one piece that that was missing was Danny James. He doesn't necessarily work against a team where they are sitting back. You need someone who can do own a possession style game, break teams down. Jaden Sancho does that as well as goes on the counter. So I think Jaden Sancho, end of the day. Is not a bust. I think he's a great player, but like all great players, they need to be in a great team to work. Um, Mane is a great player. Mane wouldn't work if he was playing on Southampton still. Um, he needs to be in a system that works. So that's where I'll leave it. I think there's got to be positive attitudes for Jaden Sancho. Second question, why do we park on the driveway and drive on the parkway? Oh boy, is this one for me? Or you want to take this one, Eli? No, it's all you. I, I have a lot of deep thoughts, but it's all you. <laughs> Well, okay. Thank you, friend of footy fella who submitted this one. Decent question. I blame this question. And I, 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 you know, I think the answer falls with how frustratingly, uh, two things, how annoying the English language is and how stubborn the English person is <laughs> and why we haven't changed our uh, terminology. Um, it's a fair question, you know. Parkway, I mean, a park could be a car parking or a park could be a place where people play, um, little, you know, kids and parents play. So I'm um, the parkway is really, I would imagine, stems from a playground park. So it was just the road next to all the parks and uh, hence parkway. Hence, it was the, the path to the parks. Um, so that was just kind of an unfortunate Dumb English, double meaning uh, park that kind of stuck with that one. Um, the driveway really is ridiculous. Why do we call it the driveway? The died had no idea because, <laughs> I mean, it's silly. Uh, do I have good answers? No, I blame it on the English language and the stubbornness of, of all of us. Agreed. Those are both to blame. Third question. What was our favorite drill during practice as a kid? I'll take the first stab at this one. Mine was always small-sided games, going towards goals, but very small-sided games because I love just the communication, pressing, like working as a team and pressing really high and making sure everyone was on the same page and feeling that energy and just like working, working in those. And it still felt very competitive, but it was all compressed into these really small playing areas love those i i like the ones where you had uh your box you had the two big goals of a condensed field you know like maybe a quarter of the field and you had like 5v5 you couldn't shoot unless you passed like the half line or 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 you could only shoot from behind the, yep. the, the line yeah but everyone around the the square was in play too so you could play in combinations with them around and if you scored then you, you know, king of the hill, you stayed on the, on the, on the field and the other team had to come on and take the other side and you were attacking. I love those just small, yeah, small sided um, games to goal. Yeah. I second both what you guys said. Love those drills. My favorite would probably be the game called power or the drill called power finesse. Uh, it was a shooting drill. I will admit it. I'm a horrible finisher. I still like the game. It's always fun to just take shots on goal. Uh, power finesse worked where you get two opportunities. So you get two two soccer balls coming at you. The first one 
coach is going to toss it really high in the air and you have to take, usually it was, you got one touch. So you take one touch and you're about 20, 30 yards away from goal. One touch, rip it. That's a power shot. And then you, st- you still sprint towards the goal after you shoot. And then another coach would roll out a ball and you're about 10, 12 yards away from goal and you have to finesse it. So inside the foot, pick a corner. Very fun game. Like that one a lot. Shooting drill. Bam, bam, bam. One after the other. Yep. Fourth question. Which team would be hurt more long-term by not making either Europa or Champions League next year? Arsenal or Tottenham? That's a great question. Yeah, that is a great, great question. question. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'll leave your name anonymous, but thank you to the FOF that submitted that. It's a really thoughtful question. Someone submitted that? Yeah. That's a great one. Uh, okay. My, my take, my take real quick. Um, I feel like Arsenal, um, I, uh, I feel like Arsenal are more at risk only because they have, oh God, maybe not. I think end of the day, the thing that we need to evaluate is if a team doesn't make Europa, any Europe competition, which for those two teams really seems like Europa, if neither of them make it, um, could spell disaster for any of their, their top, top players who could easily decide, all right, this is not worth my time whatsoever, like a Harry Kane or a Aubameyang. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I'm kind of torn. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's a, it's a very good question. I'm actually leaning towards Tottenham being most negatively affected just because I feel like Arsenal's got that long history. They've got a, you know, they've got a very decorated history. They're a big club, known club. Tottenham, I don't think is there yet um, on kind of that world stage. Um, and recognition, you know, name recognition. And I don't know if they have all the money behind them. So like you said, the big players are not going to be happy, probably look to leave. Tottenham is more, uh, they'll have a harder time getting talent to come to them. I agree with you, I see. And it's kind of funny because so recently they were in the Champions League final, Mm -hmm. which indicates, you know, much greater success more recently than Arsenal. But at the same time, it's, you get that feeling that, they're big name players, they're young studs who they had this window with Pochettino, like this is the time we should be winning championships, we should be winning trophies. They didn't do it. And now if they don't make any major tournament next year, it would really drop them back further in their progression than Arsenal, I think. So I agree. They have to get rid of Harry Kane. I'll say it, they got to dump him. Wow. Wow. You don't, okay, I think, I, th- I, I agree. I don't know if it's called dumping though. I think it's... Uh... It's, it's a strategic they're not, <laughs> getting, it's not getting value cost. for him. Yeah, yeah. They, right, they're, right, they're right, right. I, I agree. The, the thing that worries me about Liverpool right now um, is, uh, which I don't know why I should ever care about Liverpool, but oh, you do. Um, <laughs> I do think when you look at any of the teams, like if you look at a team that has had, you would call maybe close to a dynasty or at least owning the domestic league, you might look a little bit at like a city actually, if anything kind of recently, but also United from like 08 to like, you know, 2011 or something where they, 2013, 2011, 2012, where they went to like three champions league finals and dominated the premier league. Um, that team, yes. in 08 had Ronaldo Tevez and Rooney up top, but in like two years time, it was just Rooney who was still in that front three and they were still dominating, but they were rotating players in. And I think you do need, yes, Liverpool has a great, like their formula works. Don't get me wrong. I, I want that to change, but I think, you know, very quickly. Wait, how do we get to Liverpool? Sorry, I got lost how we got to Liverpool. <laughs> just launching a Liverpool. So I think that they need to get change in their system. You think they need Kane? I think I, I don't want to say Kane, 
But my but my point is Tottenham is in the place that they're in because they didn't make any changes. Gotcha. Tottenham is in a scenario where they are now looking at dire straits where their starting lineup is like a woof. This is tough. How do you even build on this? Um, ditto with kind of Arsenal. Um, Liverpool's in a position where right now they're great, um, but they don't. The, their key players are all starting to age. They're like 28, which is great. It's prime. It's perfect. But it's very quick that they can just hit 29, they can hit 30, and suddenly you don't have that player who's coming in who's going to be the new starlet. That's where it feels to me like Liverpool, by not going for Timo Werner or not getting a Kai Havertz, could be pretty detrimental to their future. Because who knows? Next year they, you know, what happens in a couple years' time when they turn into, if they do turn into it, but like a Man United. Right now there's whispers of Mbappe liking Liverpool and stuff like that, like you know, capitalize on this press that you have. Spend the money. Get the players that are going to keep your team afloat in five years from now. That's my hot take. Thank you, Jones. <laughs> Last three questions. We'll work through quickly, but great questions. Again, thanks to everyone that submitted questions on our Instagram story. First, who's the soccer player you'd most want to chef up a meal for you? Yeah, you take this one first. I was going to save my answer for last because it's the right answer. And it is. <laughs> Look, I'll, I'll take it first. I was just tossing you the rock because you always ask the question. Fair. I appreciate that. All right. I'll go first. First with the answer I thought of when I read this question on Instagram, which is either De Bruyne or Pirlo because they'd mm. serve it up on a platter. Wow. Pirlo is a great call. That was my first answer. And then the second answer was, okay, who would I really want to cook me a delicious meal? And I think it'd be Tyler Adams because we recently watched a video, Jones and myself, from probably last year, but Day in the Life. And he was making some juicy burgers and he seemed like an amateur cook, but the burgers looked good. So I think it'd be a fun kind of dynamic experience just being in the kitchen, having him cook me something up, not knowing if it'll, you know, how good it'll actually be. Mm. I like it. Yeah, this is a great question. Thank you, Foff, who submitted this. Um, off the bat, I'll, I'll just say who my off the bat was. It was Mane. I think Senegalese food could be super bomb. Never had it and would love to just hang out with Mane. Favorite player in the world right now. Um, Great answer. He, but as I, you know, kind of the mindset as I think more about it um, would be, I'm definitely looking for a more veteran player. I think they're just better cooks than a young player. I know like a seven, like a teenager or a young 20 year old would probably be making like mac and cheese. I would imagine so, you know, something along those lines. So I don't really want that as a meal. Um, so I'm thinking like Giroux could probably whip up some good French food. I'm thinking most of the older German, like a Bayern, like one of those old Bayern Munich guys could whip up some dang German food. Um, you're ready for like a potluck with just Dude, I'm ready for give me my starting food. 11 for the potluck, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're doing a start 11 starting 11 potluck squad <laughs> next week. I I love this this angle and thinking I want like a fatherly older kind right. of guy who definitely got a taste probably from a country that take, takes pride in in chefing and cuisine and that authentic homemade meal. Um so I'm American. I'm thinking I'm bringing in I'm bringing in that old uh John Luigi Buffon. He's going to chef up and we're going to make some great uh, raviolis together. That's yeah, delicious. Yeah, any old Italian would be fire. Any of the players that we just mentioned that are listening to the pod or <laughs> anyone that knows them that's listening to the pod, we're ready to eat one of your meals. So come cook for us in Chicago or Minnesota. All right, two more questions. For real, we'll keep it quick now. Yes or no, are the goals too big in soccer? 
Shouldn't they be made smaller? All right. I'll take this one just because I read it and I was most triggered by this question. <laughs> uh, it's a great question, but absolutely not. They should. Uh, they are not too big in soccer. Look, I, don't, I haven't heard anyone complain about there being too many goals in soccer. All right. That's probably the thing I hear the most about people who don't like soccer is that there aren't enough goals. So until we're hitting like hockey numbers where I feel like goals are now becoming a dime. Yeah, I mean, there, there's so many goals now in hockey. Most of the score lines are like four, three, five, three. Look, if that were a, if that were a common soccer score line, maybe we could have that discussion. It's not. Absolutely not. The goals are fine. If anything, maybe they'll be, should be made bigger. <laughs> so definitely triggered by this question. Good question, though. <laughs> Jones, just yes or no? Are the goals too big in soccer? Absolutely. <laughs> Last question. What is the best shape for a soccer ball? Circle, square, or triangle? So are we living on a two-dimensional plane or are we talking like a pyramid versus a yeah, cube? Think, think XYZ. I want your brain thinking XYZ type plane and then also ABC. So you got Michael Jackson and then you're thinking three-dimensionally. Yeah. Yep. Does that help you answer the question? Yes. I have a shape in my head and I need to find it. Um, you guys, what are your, what would you take? So you're saying the best shape for a soccer ball isn't circle, square, or triangle. It's something else. It's something and you're going to find out what even, the shape yeah, is called. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to right now. All right, if you're thinking trapezoid, I just couldn't see that working, to be honest. <laughs> I don't see why it wouldn't work. Uh, that was a, that's, a, that's a close second, though. Um, I, like, I like triangle, personally. I'm thinking about headers. You know, one less sharp, sharp corner to impale your head on. <laughs> it requires a lot more skill because you definitely don't want to hit it on the point no. with your head i did how you did used to have growing up a small kind of fluffy foam soccer ball that i would just kick around my house and annoy everyone and it started out as a circle and eventually morphed into more of like an oval egg type shape and so i'm comfortable saying the egg type shape might work for smaller soccer balls but i will have to go with circle for the official Premier League soccer ball. Okay, uh, my shape is a, it's called a tesseract. Um, it's a it's kind of a, a person's uh, envisioning of what what the fourth dimension looks like. Um, I I think if if you want a game that'll really tr- defy the odds and, and and change up how we perceive reality, you should look into using a tesseract. Um, it's also from the Marvel universe, and it what what hid the uh, one of the stones, one of the, the what are those magical stones? So. I, I just say, like, you know, let's not live in the, you know, the three-dimensional, two-dimensional plane that you guys are playing with. I think we should be in the fourth dimension. <laughs> Thank you, everyone that submitted your questions, all of the FOFs that responded to our Instagram story and helped us create very interesting content that you'll hopefully uh, get a chance to listen to us answering your question. going to head to our last segment, critically acclaimed over-under, and I'm going to be asking both Jones and Icy couple of quick ones today's theme is hobbies so break out your your hobby brains and i want you to tell me whether these hobbies are overrated underrated or rated as they should be jones collecting stamps collecting stamps is a underrated hobby why uh i'll tell you why uh uh stamps collecting is helping the uh u.s postal service and their income uh they they need the financial support where they can so that's great um, and no one does it. So it's unique if you do it. You stand out. You look different um, and is a great um, uh, bio uh, addition to your resume. 
I submit. Unique, very unique. Icy, over underrated camping. Camping is underrated. It's really great to escape from the, I know myself living in the city, it's nice to get out uh, and enjoy the nature, sleep under the trees, sleep with, sleep just, you know, sleep in nature is nice. And uh, you get away from all the, all the screens. Sleep with nature. It's very, it's a enriching experience, honestly, going camping. Yeah. Don't, don't do it enough here in Chicago. Jones, over or underrated, gardening. Gardening is underrated, again. Um, I think there is nothing more fulfilling than watching something grow, uh, especially after you've nurtured it with love, passion, and care. That's how I think about my friendships. It's also how I think about plants. Um, do I equate Eli to a uh, tomato? Yes. Um, both are juicy um, and fulfilling when you add enough water. And full of secrets. <laughs> I see. Over or underrated? Fishing. Ooh, fishing. I think it's overrated personally. Uh, however, I am really antsy and cannot, I don't have the patience personally for it. Uh, I do think that, you know, obviously some, some people really love it. I have family members who, you know, go every weekend. Um, yeah, I personally think it's overrated though. It's, it's just sitting on the boat, probably getting a sunburn and catching uh, a, a few fish over over many hours. These last two are hobbies that you'll often hear people use when they introduce themselves. So it felt right to add here. Jones, over or underrated, working out as a hobby. Uh, it's it's rated. If someone said that, that 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 working out is a hobby, like just straight up working out, like that is what you do for fun. <laughs> it's It just hits the ear wrong, right? Like you, you hear that and you're thinking, all right, Okay. And that's as much as I'm gonna leave it at because we got we got I like I respect I respect it. I respect it. I just don't think it needs to define who you are. That's all. Somebody doesn't work out. <laughs> and last, Icy over or underrated, watching Netflix as a hobby. As a hobby. Um overrated. I you know, I always like to say produce content, don't consume it. You know, try to do a mix of both. Um, so overrated. I mean, it's fun to talk about shows and movies, but you don't have to, I guess, consider it a hobby to, <laughs> to, to talk about it with people. So overrated. Produce content. Don't consume it. Mm. Do you have any takeaway from this? It's that little nugget of wisdom right there. Cause that's what we're here about guys. We're here to meditate. We're here to inspire. And we're here to move us. Are we telling like people not to listen to our pod? Isn't that what that's saying? Ooh. Eli, stop making it so obvious. Well, here's the thing. If they, if they want to inspire productivity, listen to our pod. Our pod is going to help you learn how to create your own content. What's well, also great about podcasts is that you can... <laughs> Wait, now you guys don't agree? No, no, no. Silence. Okay, fine. <laughs> you, can, you can do a whole bunch of other stuff while you're listening to a podcast. It's also true. Oh. Great answer. Like going to our Instagram and following us on <laughs> Footy Fellas Pod on Instagram or Twitter hey, or a YouTube channel or you TikTok. Know you know what? Here we go. How about the content today? Was that produced by us or was that produced by other people? Whoa. All those questions we had. <laughs> Whoa. Uh-huh. Well, are Put we, that in your is CBD this a, pipe is this a CBD session or a THD <laughs> session? <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. If you made it this far, really appreciate you. As always, thanks to our FOFs that submitted questions. Keep watching the Premier League. 
Thanks to everyone that donated to our uh, organization, WBC. Check it out on our Instagram page, and we'll be back next week. Toodles. See you next week. drugs alcohol that's (laughs) anti-track oh everything the track doesn't have yeah that's what i was all about we had a a different track culture though on my team we were chill